0: Hi, everyone. It's Melissa Pemberton here, host of Mending Families, where we will talk all things parenting, trauma, and healing. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Mondays with Melissa on Mending Families. Today, I am just going to be just kind of sharing some of my thoughts from my time with Leslie last week, there was a few things that came up from me that I um, wanted to share with you guys, but it it didn't feel right in that episode. And so I decided to just make a shorty episode on this Mondays with Melissa to share some of those thoughts. Now, I have talked about grief and loss before. I shared um, my thoughts on grief and loss um, specifically around The loss of my dad um, almost nine years ago now. And so you can go back and listen to that episode if you want. I am going to kind of expand on my thoughts on grief and loss based on my conversation with Leslie last week. So I think this is just an ongoing conversation. That's the thing is you can't just have one episode about grief and loss and then be like, oh, I already covered that. I don't need to do it again because it really is an ongoing conversation. And it's, it's something that I think. We shy away from because it's a big conversation and it's hard to talk about things that are sad and maybe even emotionally overwhelming at times, but it's okay to talk about those things. So the first thing um, that really came to me as we were talking, and I think I've said this before, but I just felt like it's bigger than the than we imagine sometimes. And that is the idea that um, grief comes when we have a loss and loss is not always associated with someone passing away. And so, you know, I think that this is bigger than we realize, especially through the last few years of, you know, things shutting down and us having to quarantine and being away from people that we love and, um, all of that, like there's a lot of, we've experienced a lot of loss as well in the world, but as a nation, as communities, um, because of everything in the last three to four years. Um, and, and that just got me thinking like, there's a lot that we experience with loss that then follows with the feeling of grief. And sometimes we forget about that. So I've kind of just made a list of some of the things that maybe we forget about sometimes. Um, so moving, You know, if if you have kids in your life that maybe you're a teacher or a coach or, um, you know, you don't see the behind the scenes sometimes of the kids in your lives, we have to remember that a move can be a big loss for a child, even if it is a move in the same town, because our homes are kind of our safe sanctuary for the most part. And it's what we know and we feel comfortable. It's predictable. I know where the bathroom is when it's dark at night and I just have to feel my way there. I don't get lost, right? Because it's comfortable, it's predictable. And when we move to a new home where everything's different, the smells are different, it sounds different. The house makes different sounds. Um, and the bathroom is in a different spot. And you know the bedrooms are in different spots. Even if the move is for a good reason, it can be a loss. And we can forget sometimes that our kids are going to be experiencing grief around that, even through the excitement. The other thing is, you know, pets. I know that most of you who have pets probably get this, but if you don't have pets and you have kids in your life who do have pets, um, losing a pet, whether it is from a, a pet passing away, having a pet run away and get lost, or maybe even just having to rehome a pet. That's a big loss for our kids. And pets become a part of the family. They are, you know, I refer to my pets as my fur babies, because they really are. And so we can't forget that having a pet um, no longer be in the home for whatever reason can be a loss. Foster care, relative care, even if it's for safety reasons, even if placing a child in foster care or relative care is to keep them safe for right now while their parents work towards reunification, that is a giant loss. Like they're losing their home. they're If they have pets, they're losing their pets. They're losing their parents. They're losing their comfort items. They're losing their neighborhood. They're losing so much. There's so much loss wrapped up in a child having to um, stay somewhere else, even temporarily. Um, having a caregiver incarcerated and even if they can have phone calls with them or visit them in jail um, that still is a loss because they're no longer in your day-to-day life they're no longer there it's a loss for the child it's a loss for whoever the caregiver's partner is right Um, we become we are predictable creatures and so we get used to having someone there or something there and when it's not there even if it is just you know a drive away it still is a loss lack of involvement from a parent so you know that we see this often where maybe there's a mom or a dad that just isn't involved in their child's life for whatever reason for you know um for whatever reason and that is a loss it is really hard for kids to understand why their parents may not be involved in their life um even if it's for the best and so that feels like a loss to our kids um you know this one is is uh kind of a big one that i don't think we think of often which is grieving what we wish we would have had and this was something that came up with my conversation with leslie last week which is you know even if when we were talking about child cancer like even if the child survives and ends up on the other side of the cancer diagnosis there still is a lot of grief that comes around what could have been right there's still a lot of grief around well the last you know however many years were spent in treatment and going to the hospital and being really careful and having to not go places because we got to stay healthy and strong and kind of grieving like what could have been that we thought you know we think like you have your kids and you think You're gonna just have this amazing life where you raise your kids and you're active and you go outside, you go to the pool, you go on vacations, you go camping, you, you know, toss the football around outside, and, um, and sometimes life circumstances stop those things from happening, uh, and we can grieve the loss of what could have been, whether it is temporary, you know, a few short years, or you know, sometimes we can look back on our childhood and say I. I grieving the childhood that I wish I could have had Um, and so there's there's that piece to it especially for kids but this is also for adults the idea of having a a close friend a best friend move away Um, I know things are a little bit easier to stay connected now and this time there's social media there's you know the ability to text and call and all of that but it is still really hard um to have someone who we're close with, who we have shared our heart with, who we have laughed and cried and danced and been silly with and just shared our life with move away and not be able to see their face and touch them and feel them and hug them um and cry with them and wipe their tears, that can be a huge loss for us. Um, we think about maybe even down the road, like like when when you our kids get married and What if they don't have their dad to walk them down the aisle or, or what if their mom isn't there to hold their first child? Those are things that are big losses for us that expand beyond, um, the, what we might think of, which is in the moment, the loss of, of a parent. So those are some of the things I was just thinking about. And, you know, one thing is we as adults have a hard enough time dealing with the feelings of grief around all the different kinds of loss we experience and if we can just imagine how much harder it is for kids because they just don't it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense why we would have to say goodbye to a home a pet a person a school a best friend um it's really hard for them and so Grief looks very different. Maybe for our kids grief might look like anger. It might look like lashing out. It might look like behavior problems. And if we can kind of tap into understanding that it's okay for them to have those big feelings, it's hard enough for us as adults like let's help our kids through this. Um that can be a step in a positive direction. So the other thing I want to point out um one of the things I was thinking about is how important it is to not hide our grief. I think for whatever reason Um, we want to do that. We want to like stay close into our, you know, with our close people, which is great. But, and I'm not saying like, share your story before you're ready. I'm just saying like, it's actually okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay for your kids to see you cry. It's okay for your kids to see that you are grieving the loss of whatever it may be or whoever it may be. And that helps them see that grieving is normal and is a part of, being human um talking about it is great so if you are having moments of of feeling grief and crying and just feeling really sad not hiding that from your kids but then also talking about it yeah i'm just feeling really sad today because this reminded me of you know this maybe today reminds me of a time that we did this with grandpa and so I just am kind of feeling a little bit sad today and just talking about it. I Along those same lines, something Leslie brought up, which is um, grief therapy and how important that is too. And so keeping in mind that sometimes our kids need to have therapy to deal with some of these big losses that maybe we haven't really paid attention to because we're just kind of like going through our days. And um, especially if our kids have big behaviors that are hard, when we're in that kind of um, almost tornado of trying to figure out like what is happening. These behaviors are so big. I don't even know what to do. They come out of nowhere. We might miss that it could be part of it is um, big feelings, and counseling could help with that. Um, and then I, the the last thing I want to point out that I really liked that. Uh, Leslie talked about which is what I'm going to call rituals um, she talked about like um, she gave the example of a parent who had lost a child and so that parent paints rocks in honor of her child but also in honor of um, childhood cancer awareness and I I would say that's a ritual right and so coming up with rituals around the loss to just help us not really make sense of it but just to be able to have a way to express our grief, um, that is connecting. And so, you know, the painting of the rocks is a great one. I just, you know, when you have kiddos who maybe have moved a lot or have been adopted making life storybooks. So trying to get as many pictures from as early as you can, I mean, from birth, if possible, all the way to, um, current and making a life storybook and being able to just have that be out for them to look at and see their life and know that, um, even though they may not see some of those people or some of those homes that they lived in, it's still a part of their story. And so that is one, another idea or another thought that I had was something we do on, um, the day of my, the, day of my dad's birthday we let balloons and we tie little birthday cards to them um and we let those go and it's kind of a ritual that we have established that we do every year on his birthday is just a way to honor him and not forget him um and we talk about grandpa yoke all the time and so my kids know grandpa yoke even naya who never met him will talk about grandpa yoke and he'll say do you think grandpa yoke would think that's funny because we talk about it enough i talk about grandpa yoke all the time um and the things that come up that remind me of him whether it's something that makes me sad or something that makes me happy or or um you know so those rituals that kind of can just keep the spirit of those people that we've lost or those things that we've lost. So maybe a a ritual would be, um, you know, trying to bring something from our home now to a new home that we might be moving to where we can just always have a piece of it with us. So um, that's going to be unique to you. But I just think that that can be helpful, especially for our kiddos to just be able to keep processing and knowing that it's okay to feel sad and to feel that grief around the loss. So those are my thoughts for, um, you know, that I wanted to share with you all from the episode from last week. So um, I hope you found that helpful. Next week, I am going to have my friend Steve Limpus on. He is going to be sharing. um, I had him... uh, I met Steve and his wife, Laura, when I worked at the foster care agency prior to the work that I'm doing now, and they just have really played an important role in my own growth as a human um and so i was so happy when steve agreed to be on and we talk about a lot of things so you'll want to come back next week to, to listen to that one i'm excited for you guys to hear that conversation um and in the meantime i guess just have a great week stay warm and i will see you guys next week with my friend steve i'm so excited that you found this podcast and i hope you join me every week as you go through your own journey towards healing. One thing I truly believe in is that trauma awareness is so important to our future generations, and it starts with you.